give a fuck about a nigga. Big Birkin bag, hoe, five, six, Listening to him podcast. My name is Aaron. Yeah, girl, I'm Trey. <laughs> hey, girls, I'm Malik, bitch. Hey, pussycats, it's Stevie. What's up? Yes. Okay, so I am in the driver's seat today. Yes, friends and neighbors. You looking good I. in the driver's seat too with that durag on. Yes, you I'm know what I'm saying. Tied up. I, I will put my seatbelt on. Because yes, mm. you know, there's some stuff going on. Some some stuff cooking under okay. here. I know that's right. Bacon. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, no. I uh, So I wanted to jump into it because we have two really amazing guests in the yes. studio with us today. We have... <clears throat> that's clear. The <laughs> we have actress, writer, dancer, performer. <laughs> yes. Producer. We have Morticia Godiva. And we also have actor, producer, founder, facilitator, Devin Michael Lowe. What up, it. what up? Welcome. <laughs> so. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. So Morticia is a woman of trans experience and Devin is a man of trans experience. And I wanted to have them both on so that we could just, I, I want to get to know them and, and have a conversation with them because they're both so dynamic. Um, so we do a thing where we have guests, where we give them the mic, you know, eat, to talk about whatever you want to talk about just uh, as an introduction. So more just go ahead, tell whatever you want to talk about. You can do whatever you want to Let do. Let the girls know. You could tell, you could recite a poem. Right. You could tell them about you. So whatever you want to do. Yes. <laughs> it's yours. Um, so my name is Morticia Godiva. Um, Dancer, performer, um, that's better. Yes. Um, Dancer, performer of sorts, um, currently working on a web series, Hotline. Yes. Mm. Come on out. Um, Kind of that, just mostly that writing. Um, I did a short film um, entitled Feeling Like an Orchid. That yes. is on Vimeo, but um, it's about three queer people of color experiencing black love for the first time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely! Wow. Yeah, a little bit about me. Yeah. Oh, that was tasty. So, uh, and what's Hotline about? Can you oh, tell us? Oh, a yeah. Little bit? So, Hotline is a a web series that will follow um, a black trans a woman of trans a black trans woman. Um, who is also a queer woman, and um, she's a defense attorney, and she gets kind of caught up in a murder mystery. Whoa. 
and I play her lover. Oh, I'm super excited! Like Come the out. yeah, I'm wow! I'm super excited for the series. Like Come it's, out. I'm glad I asked you. yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. So I to tell people I see. Like, what is hotline? What is it about? And then I kind of they could check the trailer and let them know. Yeah. When does it come out? It comes actually. I don't. We don't have. Oh yeah, no, no, no it's still yeah. But there will be an event on August twentieth, um, where we will be screening um, the trailer. Mm. And we also will be we'll screen the trailer um, after the um, season finale of Pose. Excellent. So like a pose watch party, and then also mm-hmm. the trailer of the series, um, and then that'll kind of bring us into Devin, where the organization that um, Devin, the fund that Devin created to um, assist in getting Black trans women home safely or to their destination safely, um, will be sponsoring fifteen Black trans women leaving the event. Oh, that's fantastic. We will definitely put that information out yeah. for anyone yeah. yes, that wants absolutely. to attend. And so, Devin. Tell us about yourself, but also tell us more about the Black Trans Travel Fund. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, my name is Devin Michael Glow. I'm a queer, trans, pansexual, yes. um, let's see what, black. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, film, <laughs> that part. Slide that in, because it's very important. That, it is. It is. Black filmmaker, actor, producer as you were saying, facilitator and funder, founder. Um, the Black Trans Travel Fund. The Black Trans Travel Fund is a fund that I recently launched in June. Um, it was kind of as a response to all this violence I've been seeing um, month after month, year after year yeah. Um, yeah. of different Black trans women throughout the country. And so June, when I launched it, before I launched it, it was like within a span of eight days three black trans women were murdered and so i was like okay i'm going to all these rallies and i'm going to all these vigils and i'm and i keep hearing these things i'm listening to black trans women because i keep a lot of them you know in my close vicinity i'm, I'm good friends with a lot of them and just listening to them and it's like and listening to other people's responses to this violence and i keep hearing okay oh protect black trans women protect black trans women i stand up for black trans women but it's like okay people are yelling this and tweeting this hashtagging it like into the ground but like what are we actually doing to support the livelihoods of black trans women in real time like what are we doing to make tangible differences um other than just like you know a hashtag online because it's not really doing anything (laughs) yeah and so i say and so this is something that so after listening and like okay what is something that can be done and transportation was something that really kept coming up frequently um for for listening to morticia she was really one of the biggest inspirations i had for starting the fun actually but also listening to other girls and just the harassment that women are facing um when they're trying to get to the train and then the harassment that is happening on the train um and then like that you're just like so privy to um both verbal harassment and physical violence um because you know we live in new york city and i think a lot of people outside of the city here in new york and they think oh automatically oh we have all these resources the girls got a good here you can get your surge but not understanding that um all these resources means there's so many people here and so all the girls um are all trans people in general just running into so many people on a day-to-day basis so that your likelihood of experiencing harassment and experiencing violence is just increased that much more um so yeah so this is something that i thought and i was like okay so 
public transportation is an issue. So let's make it so these girls don't have to take public transportation, especially at night. Like that's it when it becomes even more of a concern. So yeah. um, at least like providing transportation so that girls, when they're going out to events that they know they want to get to, um, but don't want to take the train home because it's going to be late at night, making sure they have money for a car home. So the Black Trans Travel Fund, um, uh, it's a crowdfunding uh, fund. We take oncoming donations, and I've been grant writing as well. I've got some black trans women who are helping me write some grants. Um, and we take that money, and we redistribute it to black trans women in need so that they can pay for um, private car rides like Lyft, Uber, things like that. Or, like, pay their pay their friends, pay someone they know that has a car um, so that they can get there safely. And I'm working on expanding it. I know I'm talking a lot, but no, no, <laughs> good information. No, no. Uh, I'm, Please, I, I've, yes. I've built a, I've built a, a team. I've got a team of people that I'm building together, um, and I, and I'm talking to some more people. I, right now, uh, I'll, our main focus, what we do, is um, kind of offsetting the cost of transportation fees for Black trans women. But ideally, what I'm working on um, is collaborating with actual queer folks in community. There's actually an organization that recently launched in July called Queer Cabs, mm. um, which they um, help to pay low cost. They provide low cost car ride services to LGBTQ folks in New York City, and it's run by other LGBTQ folks. And so this is a way um, that we can actually vet the drivers who are picking up black trans women. And so um, really making another increased um, aspect to the, the safety component in which we're providing with the fund. And so the Black Trans Travel Fund would then in turn pay queer cabs, um, and the ca- queer cabs would be picking up the Black Trans women for free and taking them home. Um, and then eventually I want to get into actually providing some sort of security for the girls as well uh, when they go to events, like having our own security, um, staying out there. So even once the event is over, then the women will still feel safe while they're outside late at night waiting for their cars home. Excellent. Um, so yeah, this is the both my my what it's happening now and my my goals for the fund, um, which I'm working hard to make it happen. I got a team of people to help me, so I'm excited for its progression. Is there um, anywhere that our listeners can donate? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, first of all, you can find all the information for the Black Trans Travel Fund on, on my website is devamichaelo.com um, and then slash black dash trans dash travel dash fund um but if you just uh also google either or facebook twitter instagram we're all on there uh look up on facebook black trans travel fund instagram it's black trans travel fund and then twitter it's black trans travel but the on twitter it's blk okay trans travel because yeah. you know there's only yeah. a certain yeah. you know, so you know you gotta blk trans travel for uh twitter and then Instagram and Facebook is just Black Trans Travel Fund, correct spelling. So look us up, and then you can definitely donate to us on Cash App, um, Black Trans Travel Fund, Venmo, Black Trans Travel Fund, PayPal. You can pay- PayPal us at uh, at our Gmail account, Black Trans Travel Fund at gmail.com. So uh, you can also email us if you're interested in collaborating, uh, talking about other ways that you can support. There's definitely folks that have been uh, throwing fundraising parties, benefit parties for the Black Trans Travel Fund. There's one coming up on the 16th next week at an undisclosed location. So yes. if you go on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, and look up the event, um, Ambient, Fauna, and uh, uh, Bliss Point are sponsoring it. So if you email them the email, you'll see it on one of the pages. You can email them for the location. Um, and all the, all the donations that 
result from the party go to the Black Chance Travel Fund. So that's just one way you can do the support. But if you can't make it, definitely you can just, you know, cash up us, Venmo us, all that good stuff. Excellent. The girls definitely appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for talking about that with us. So I, that is, so the, the thing that I wanted to have you guys on and talk about is, so the two of you are in a relationship. Yes. Um, and you, it is a polyamorous relationship. Yes. Right. So what I wanted to talk about was not only um, what that looks like, but uh, so how do I say this? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous because I really love the two of you guys. Sorry. Mm. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> No. Listen, Why is over Why here glasses on just in case a tear falls. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just no. In case. So what I wanted to talk about was um, dating and, and being queer in public and what that looks like. Um, and also, I want to talk about just shortly talk about polyamorous relationships and the misconceptions that people you know run into or come across and um, how the two of you deal with that sort of thing if you come across it. Um, so I wanted to start with the, the polyamorous relationship angle. How long have you two known each other? <laughs> Go ahead, babe. Too long to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, three years. Going yeah. Three years. Um, we met through India more. The same time I met India, I met Devin um, at this museum. Oh. And we crossed paths. And then... Um, we ended up, I ended up sliding in the DMs. <laughs> Work. Yeah. Because that's where it goes down. Yeah. That's where it went down. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and so, like, the invitation was just there. And I think initially, um, that was, like, first point of contact. And we went on the first date and started dating. Yeah, shout out to India. I yeah. love you, boo. Yeah. Thank you for Aww. gracing me English with this one. Yeah. For sure, for right. sure. What? Oh. You're right. You're right. Shout out to them. Oh my God. What was that? <laughs> India is non binary. Um, oh. India Moore is, does not yes, identify as campaign. a woman. So their pronouns are they, them. So they're trying to launch a campaign anytime they're misgendered, then you donate to their GoFundMe and the fund goes towards black trans women in need. So it's a way of her coworker, their coworker is holding themselves accountable. So I owe them $2. Two, baby. <laughs> so you guys you met each other uh three years through, ago through india, through india at a museum yes and then which just slid into my dms um <laughs> yes. and then um yeah we went out for a drink um after i got off of work and sparks just kind of flew and uh so i yeah, they were, it was it was there were things it was, on our, fire. Our first date was the fourth of July. Oh, so, so yeah, our first there was like fireworks happening on our first kiss. So it was really my god, it was nice. period. Oh my! Yeah. If that okay. was a movie, that would be a great scene. Like I love it. it was, oh my goodness! It was Dang. very nice. Jesus. Um, so it was beautiful. Yeah, it's funny the conversation. Like Andy and I were having a conversation. Um, and I was talking about Devin is also the first person that I dated, like for real, for real. Really? Wow. Um, so I was like talking to India about <laughs> yes, <laughs> about um, I how I like move in dating, and that I felt um, that polyamory was something that like 
held very strong in the kind of relationships that I had. So they were like, oh, you should like talk to Devin. And so that was the kickstart oh. to all of it. That was all they had to say. So over the and I don't because I'm not I'm not trying to slide in like I'm not trying to blue skidoo into your relationship. Not blue skidoo. <laughs> With the do rat. Is that what we're doing? Yes. <laughs> so no, but what I, I so over this period of three years, uh, what so how do I? When you're in a polyamorous relationship, there are people that have, you know, weird uh, conceptions of it. Or when you, when you come across someone that you might be interested in, or someone's interested in you that you're not interested in, like what sort of misconceptions have you come across, you know, it being, you know, polyamorous? I think general misconception is that it's, cheating like i think that that's like a term that's used with like polyamory um or just non-monogamous relationships um and even in monogamous relationships i think that everything should mostly boil down to communication oh um, i say it all the time yes just as important and uh if not more important in a relationship where you have potentially multiple partners so communicate Mm. speak yeah definitely that and i think um another misconception that i've come across often is people uh when they hear that i'm in a polyamorous relationship they're like oh you don't get jealous like i could never (laughs) like i'm so jealous and i'm like and i think there's this misconception that to if you're polyamorous that means that you don't experience jealousy and that's so far from the truth um jealousy is a very natural human emotion and so all of us experience and it's normal to experience it i think the the difference is and what is important um especially in polyamorous relationships but in all of them is just the way that you acknowledge and handle that jealousy um in the way that it's approached like tackling it because usually in this i'll speak from the eye i've personally found for myself that when jealousy arises it it's, it's stemming from some sort of insecurity or rather there there's some sort of need that isn't being met and i feel like i've noticed that that is commonplace in a lot of people's relationships Relationship is that jealousy stems from the fact that there's a need that's not being met, whether it's um, I need more time with you, I need to be feel more affirmed, um, I, I need to feel more wanted, like there there's something that you need, um, because for me, I the reason I love polyamory so much and why it, it fits so well for me is because I personally believe there is no one person that can feel fill all of my needs and there's I could not possibly fill every single need of one person it's unreasonable for me to expect to be able to satisfy the desires of all of one person whether that's mentally emotionally physically like we're multifaceted beings and I'm only one person and like it's just unrealistic for me so I totally respect the idea of you know people having their needs met where they need to, um, but also respecting me, you know, and that's where the communication comes in. And I think me and Morticia do an amazing job about communicating together. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we really fucking do. Um, so it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, we get along really well. Um, definitely, we, we never get into arguments, but it's not to say that conflict has not arised and we've, we've handled it really well, I think. Um, so, but I... I typically wrap it up to say that 
um, to explain to folks what I how I feel is that my love is not an hourglass, and so you know my the love that I have for one person doesn't suddenly take away from the love that I feel for another person. It's not this back and forth. Um, I love very much in magnitudes, like um, my love is limitless, and so that's how I experience. That love. is beautiful. Oh, yeah, I am. Also, uh-huh. sorry, I was just like no. the first time that I experienced jealousy was with Devin. Um, but I didn't know that that was what was happening because I had never been jealous. Uh-huh. So I was like, what? Trying to break it down. I'm like, what is this? Like, I <laughs> what is this feeling? And then I was talking to another partner and they were like, you know, you're jealous. Like, is that? Okay, cool. And then just kind of dealt with it from there. Dealing with jealousy is always really. Uh, my God. We could like, do another episode. And in, in that 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 translates into being in public too, because it's like, you know, well, I mean uh, when you're out with like the person that you're with, um, or sometimes when you're not, like sometimes, you know, you they go out without you or you see them out like while you're with your people and you you know, what have you. Um how just observing the other person, their element, you know, might like arise. This happened to me a few times and going to the club, like, do 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 your thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, whatever. So I'm as I look over and I'm like, okay, they're you know, they're you know, they're really like they're really getting along over there. You know what I'm saying? They're really getting along over there. You know what I'm saying? They're really like I like they're really they're having a conversation. You know, like I'm getting into some things. I should I should I should go and like tap them on the shoulder, baby. What are we talking about? You know, and it's just it's it's difficult to manage that sort of thing and like kind of just be like, okay, listen, you know what I'm saying? Not only have they got it handled, but mm-hmm. you know, they're their own person. You know what I'm saying? Like allow them to live, allow them to, you know, um, cause I, I talk about it a lot, like not treating the person like a possession mm-hmm. or like a necklace, you mm-hmm. know, and allowing them to, to live and just like be, you know, as they are. Um, this does not relate at all to the other thing that I wanted to talk about, <laughs> but, um, no, cause I wanted to talk about, um, but. I wanted to talk about being queer in public. Um, okay. And uh, yes. being coded as queer, or if you're not necessarily coded as queer, and um, how that because so the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because I had I had a lift. I was in a lift recently um, with this guy, and he was kind of gross, but that's whatever. Mm-hmm. So we were, okay. you know, driving, and I guess he did not code me as queer when I got into the vehicle. Um, but while we were like driving around, he saw like a queer person. I didn't see them, but. He was like, oh, look, you know, and then he went to a whole thing about like, oh, you know, the gay people, they have this movement. They just want to be accepted all the time. And it's just like, I don't understand. Like, were they just like, well, they were fine. Like, nobody even knew what gay people were like back in the. And I'm like. Mm. And so in my head, I'm like, do I say like, hey, I'd suck dick. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like, do I just like let him. So I just I let him talk. And then when I got out, I gave him one star and, you know, listed why. And so, this you is know, the driver. Yeah, the, uh, like uh, the driver. Yeah, yeah. Get that motherfucker one yeah. star. No, <laughs> so no, you couldn't give zero stars. What? I don't one think I, I tried to give. Yeah, yeah. one's the yeah. lowest. Yeah, oh. I need to give. I want to give nothing. So I put my I put my finger on it right, and then I, you know I like slid it down. So I was trying to get oh, it down no, to down to zero, but it wouldn't let me. Shit, we need to write a tried. No, so what I what I what that made me think of was just like you know I don't. 
to me, I see myself like as coded as queer. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like when I walk around, I'm like, yeah, you know, and not only do I see my, but I want you to see me that yeah, way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want you to assume I'm straight. Gross. Um, <laughs> like I don't, I'm not a cis head and I, I don't want anybody to ever in their life like gross. Um, that's, wow, that's not. Gross, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm Go gonna on, hang on to it. They say the same shit about us. So I like ahead. it. I'm gonna hang on to it. You know what I'm saying? So no, yeah. I just wanted to open that up to you know ask you what your perspectives are on not just you know coming up against bigotry, but just um, in your everyday. You know what I'm saying? Walking around, you know, how do you see yourself? How do you think people see you? Like what? Hmm. Well. I like to think that I'm pretty damn queer. I mean, I definitely, I know that I am very queer. Um, and that's often how I show up in spaces. I'm kind of a walking billboard most of the time. Yes. Um, you all can't see it right now. My shirt says, uh, black trans women taught me. Um, so that's something I'm walking around the city and I always have something. I almost wore an unapologetically queer t-shirt here instead, but I chose, I opted for this one. Uh, but that being said, like, I'm, I'm just very open. I'm very public about my queerness. And so I, I always tend to think that people read me as queer. And then I, I get really taken aback when moments like the one that you just described happening to you, similar situations happen to me. And I'm like, oh, but you ain't, we ain't. You can't tell. <laughs> um, that's not what this is. Um, but I, I do find it interesting. I think that half the time I get read as um, gay, and I'm definitely not gay, even though I'm very much queer. Um, and people tend to conflate those two things yeah. a lot of the time. So I, I kind of have to make that clear. Most of the time, it's like. I'll be on apps or something and be like, you got a boyfriend? Because it clearly states I'm in a relationship. I'm like, no, I have a girlfriend and a gag. Um, um, Or things like that. What I do have, right, or vice versa, people will read me as straight and I'm just like, I don't know how you got that one. (laughs) But um, my ministry. Yeah, that's not my ministry. I'll be out here. That's not my ministry. Mm Okay. um, but no, I love being queer. I'm, I'm black, queer, happy. Coming out. Um, wouldn't have it any other way. Coming out. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? You smell, you smell the shit that I'm stepping in. I see you, Morticia. Go oh, on. Lord. Um, that for me is, I think. I would love to be read as queer in like public spaces and I feel like a lot of times I am and I feel like the times where I think that I am I'm probably not um that's just like my dysphoria kicking in but um I kind of also when I'm out and about I try to be like for me I think I'm so like conflicted with wanting to live out loud and then also like wanting to be stealth in like unfamiliar spaces or just like around um, pe- like unfamiliar people. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of just depends on the mood that I'm in. Sometimes I'm just like, bitch, you're gonna have to see me today. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm just like- Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I too, I like, I love being a queer person, a black queer person. Um, and just like saying that over and over and over again. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, this is for everyone. Oh. Like, oh, okay. shit. Yeah. Thank you, teacher. Uh, Thank you. You will be answering too, bitch. Yes, the yeah. fuck. I'm going to make sure I get my answer then. Right. Girl. Um, definitely am read as a queer person. <laughs> I uh. feel like the girls never miss my tea. Um, <sighs> there are times where I wish, like, my queerness didn't r- arrive before I did. Yeah. Um, but there are times when, I, I mean, obviously I have no choice, but... There are times when I'm, like, confident in that and, like, I don't care. Um, but I think sometimes it's so much because sometimes I just want to walk out of my apartment and be normal <laughs> and not um, have, like, this target over my head, you know? Um, this is so kind of off the topic but a little related. Um, I shared with the guy that I'm dating um, just how, like, I talk about it all the time, but, like, I constantly want him around and sometimes it's not really for it to enjoy him but just for like safety Mm. um and it's a disservice to the relationship just because um you just can't have people around just because they make you safe you know um and so i am you know sifting through that but like yeah Mm. Mm. that was a lot that was good no that was good it was good thank you oh my look who's going next (laughs) You don't have no thoughts? Y'all gave me Damn. Okay. <laughs> um, I think for me, um, I will say, I don't know. I, I really don't know what I pre- how I present to other people. I know what I give off and what I feel. And so when I walk into the room, I feel like I'm saying, here, I'm gay. Like, here, hey, mm-hmm. what's up? Um, but I don't know if I'm always approached with that mm-hmm. or if they see me as that. And so, for me, I constantly, I don't have to remind you, I just stand in my truth and be who I am. Mm-hmm. And for me, it does have some some negative effects. I mean, you standing in your truth, there's always going to be some type of um, target or people are looking for you mm-hmm. or, or something of that effect. Um, but I think that for me me not caring or me not wondering what other people are thinking affords me the 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 luxury of standing in my truth that's mm. that's how i feel mm. i feel that i um there there's cuz you know the coming out process never ends you yes. know you're always doing it you know um whether it be to um you know people in employ or just like new friends or you know what have you sometimes even when you don't want to you know you kind of have to sometimes or like a conversation will go a certain way and you're like okay mm, it's gonna let you know right, right. dial it back mm. you know because i will kill you yeah. um but you know and it, it's it's just really difficult um but i i, I realize that i carry a, uh you know there's privilege that i carry around and not being coded as queer immediately um and you know that that whole coming out process is kind of it can be kind of um, annoying, you know, like always having to be like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't say that thing because, you know, you're not you, you're not among like good company here, my nigga, like, mm-hmm. hi, you know. Um, but I think that it's really necessary, you know, because I want to help create, you know, that sounds really big and stupid, but like a world where like, you know, we can walk around, you know what I'm saying? And uh so you know you got to do Stop your part. Which is not stupid at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm here with you. I know, like stupid, stupid in that it just it's just really super. Like it just doesn't seem real for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, not right now. But we gonna make it happen. Yeah, but so I yeah, Stevie, what's 
Oh, me? Um, <laughs> yeah, we wasn't letting you There's go. a lot of you. Y'all ain't have to because I was coming out anyway. Um, you know, I have dealt with like me trying to hide who I am. But let me tell you something about me. There is just too much ladybug living in me that I cannot hide it. And I and I now no longer have to because I'm like, bitch, it, it is what it is with me. I have, a, I have a sassy ass walk, a sassy ass attitude, even if I am trying to be like, damn, I'm around all these niggas in the, um, in the barbershop. But if somebody turns... Mama's coming out. This is what you want. You know what I'm saying? And I just cannot live like I used to live like that. Like, oh, we're going to, the, you know, we're going to like certain events. I'm like, I have to be. No, you're going to get what I give you. And that's just going to be it. And there's not going to be any questions. So we can go left. We can do what we got to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just I am who I am. I am going to be sassy. I am going to be lady. But hey, girls, I'm going to give you all of that because that's what I have had to go through to get comfortable with. I'm not going to have to keep changing for every diff- I can't do that in every single space that I'm in because if that is that's that's holding Stevie back and ain't nobody holding me back so that's that alright coming out you know <laughs> and, and I get, you know what I'm saying it's yeah you just have to it's, I used to do I like battle with that a lot growing up like I have to hide my personality and be somebody else I can't do that yeah, yeah, I mean, being queer, like, you know, you are kind of taught to repress, to mm. hide, mm. to kind of like lock it away and don't talk about it, you yeah. know, what have you. And as you get older, you know, it, because I thought I was comfortable, like, within those boxes at first. Like, you know, when I first came out to my family and everything, I would tell them, like, I don't necessarily, like, I just want you to say that you, like, love me. You know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't need, I don't need your acceptance. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, this is not necessarily, but it, it, as I got older, living within those boxes, like, I just, I can't do that anymore. You okay, know what so I'm saying? you to like put I, your foot on a few bitches' necks. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bust out of that and have to just be, because it's, oh, it's okay for me to be who I am, you know what I'm saying, in public, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's something I had to teach myself. So, I wanted to bring that to you guys. So. That was cute. That. that was cute, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... All right. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Hey. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, I know listeners that this particular episode has been all over the place, and I apologize for that. <laughs> the reason That's why it, really it has. I feel like it's been driven amazing. Has and it, I don't drive any cars, girl. I've been I don't know how to drive. So I'm telling you, it was good. Yeah. I, wanted to, I want to thank Devin and Morticia for coming on and sitting with us and dealing with me and sharing. Girl, stop it. You're no, amazing. and sharing with us, like I'm really, I really super and super, super, super appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. <laughs> he only do it on this mic. Jesus. So, what? Tell the people where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Devin Michael Low. You can find me on Facebook, Devin Michael Low. You can find me on Twitter, that boy you like. That's where it gets real juicy. Yes. Hashtag juice. Okay. Like. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other profile. I'm not giving that one. Oh. What you say, Hila? Mm. Uh, <laughs> I love y'all. You can find me on social media at Morticia Godiva. On all handles, I believe. Instagram is Morticia underscore Godiva, like the chocolate. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, and you pronounce her Hershey like the. Oh, and my you know, I only say that because Hershey. I love when you. I love when you say that, like the wow. Hershey. Like, fuck that up, is that cute? You fucked that up. Fuck it up. Oh, oh my god, you fucked that up. <laughs> oh my god. And now I. And now I think. I think Sunday, I it might be time. Okay. For what? For me to hand it over to that bitch over there. Uh-huh. Your favorite bitch. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Did we tell our, did we tell our the, guest about the, the did, did did we tell? Oh yes, oh so we do jam of the week. Oh jam of the Aaron, week. Do I know you, y'all? I, I, the intros, I, I'm sorry, but the Thank you. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I know. I know. I know. Shake you. your ass, but yeah. watch I yourself. Tried. Okay. Show Shake me what you're ass. working you with. You do, man. We got that. Y'all. You did that. So we do a, a jam with so whatever song so hey you've been, been jamming out to, you know, this like recently. So what, what's your jam of the week? So we do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty five minutes ago. Uh yeah, so jam of the week. Right. So who going first? Who going last? I think Aaron, you should go first. Yeah, go first okay. The game of the week. Um, my I forgot the name, so just see, girl. I just... asked you to go first because I thought you, you knew. A hot, but you ain't never read. I do. It. So I my jam of the week. Right. right, you know, so you got to pull it up because you got to see what you was listening to last. You know, what yes, saying? Aaron. What were you listening to? Anyway, last? so uh, it the song is called "Like Honey." Um, mm. it's by I think it's called Kilo Kish, K. K I L O K I S H. Uh, it's an alternative song. It's it's has got a great beat. You can dance to it, you know. So <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Morticia, what is your jam um, of the week? So my jam of the week has been all of us, um, Labyrinth and Zendaya. Yes. Yes. Like right after I had to like go and like download the soundtrack. God, I love that oh. show. Oh. <laughs> Malik, um, uh, girl, I've been listening to. Time. I love Sia. Oh, I um, love Sia. This oh was God, back Sia. from her "We Are Born" back in 2010. Oh, um, but I guess uh, what a, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like you've changed. It's um, it's a jazzy number, but yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I love Morticia. I love <laughs> How do you <laughs> And then, we love you too. Don't Jesus. do that. Look. No, we do. Uh huh. Dead ass. All right. See, That's all right. <laughs> Devin, what is your jam of the week? Y'all gonna laugh at me. No, we not. No. They laugh at me all the so time. It's fine. No, because I'm like a 45 year old man. It's okay. <laughs> Listen, you in the middle of my song in the week has probably been um, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher by Jackie Wilson. Yeah. Okay. You better take um, us back. A yeah, yeah. That I have a lot of classics. You're, I know that's right. Ask Morticia. I'm always around the house <laughs> listening to like <laughs> music from the Old 60s through ball, 80s. It's true. And if not that, then probably like cash it. Mm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Stevie. We didn't. We didn't say yes, bitch. Uh, don't get too big for your britches. So it, this has been a song that's been like getting viral on oh, Twitter. My jam. Yeah. Is it my? I don't know what y'all are going to think, but I'm going to no, say No, I know I'm exactly thinking. what you're talking what about. What is it? So it's a song off the new show, uh, Sherman Show. <gasps> yes! Yes! Drop it low for Jesus. Drop oh. it low. And I feel like that was like the moment when all the church ladies like were like, ah! like one of those moments that we put our foot on their necks. And I loved it. 
and I and I listen to it. It's not the longest song, but it has yeah. that boom. That's just like, oh my god, I love the meaning and everything behind it. I love how they just like made it funny, and a lot of people are like upset about it. And I like sometimes make that song upset. is one hundred percent on Apple Music, by the way. I it live is, for I making the girls it. upset, so you know, I drop, drop it low for Jesus. Jesus. I don't really. There's no artist. It's just from the show Sherman Showcase. So yeah. My jam of the week is by Tori Kelly. It's called Two Places from her new album. Right. Um, it was written by written with um, Taylor Park. Oh, okay. who I love. Who so I love. Oh, my. Um, God, so, I love yes, her. Yes, that is a great song. Yeah. Um, any last words, darlings? Moisturize. Moisturize. Girl, you say that every week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us every week, girls. Okay. Y'all know me. Um, and also remember to catch us on August 24th at the NYC Pop Up. Yes, me. With Here for a Podcast and among other fabulous shows as well. Yes. We'll be there from 5 to 9. Uh, you can find it all on our page. You know, you can find everything. Click that there. link tree. Um, we love y'all. You can catch us every motherfucking Wednesday. Every motherfucking Wednesday. And we love y'all. Bye. Bye. Somebody, she is a beauty, very special, feeling the truth.